0: Does anybody mind if I share my quick vision or part of my vision because it's quite lengthy. I decided five years ago that I wanted to help 10,000 businesses in 10 years. Did I mention that that was five years ago? Halfway there. Now I love coaching. I love working with people one-on-one but what's the chances of me getting around and helping 10,000 people in 10 years? Slim Danil? Yeah, so part of my mission, the pathway by which I'm going to take to get there was, how else can I help people? And part of that was, ah, I'll create a group program. yee oh hang on, let's put it on video. Let's sell that video on Amazon, let's put it on audio books. Let's create books, let's share the wisdom that way. The good news is we've already helped more than 10,000 people. So now the goal is, I want to help 50,000 people in the next five years. Big goal? Unattainable? Probably. But am I going to give it a red-hot crack? Yeah. Is it specific? Is it measurable? Yeah? Is it achievable? I hope so. I believe so. Is it results-driven? And does it have a time-bound factor on it? And did it take four pages to write? No. So have a think about it. What do you want to do and how do you want to do it? And what what is going to get you excited within your business? I love it every time I hear Uber talk about his business and what he does. I even love it when I talk to the people that you've helped who have that, "Ah, I'm making money. That's kind of cool because that's a good example of people having a successful business, being able to then invest in the things that will make them truly wealthy. Who enjoys working in their business? Who wants to do it every single day and not make a dollar? No, right? So let's, I've said this, what, five times, we're here to make money, we're here to make money, we're here to make money, we're here to make money. Does that mean that we have to let ourselves down in our vision and how we communicate with people, how we engage with people? You should be proud enough to introduce your family to your clients. Your clients should become your friends. And if they can't, then do you really want to do business with them? I'm really lucky to have a, a number of really good friends that we just happen to do business together as well. Who here has got that experience? Most of us. Wouldn't it be cool to have more? Would that not need to be part of your vision as well? Interesting way of looking at it. Let's have a look at a really interesting Now that I've thrown you into a profound just spasm of business. A little bit further down, on the other page, or at the top of the the other page, it's got something that most of us tend to avoid, and if we don't avoid it, we don't necessarily do it particularly well, and it's called finances. Finances, let me ask you, and I'm not going to ask you to put your hands up, because I'm not going to embarrass people in the room. Do you have a current cash flow forecast? so that you know where your money's coming, probably coming from and where the heck it's probably going to go. Who's got, a, who's got a profit forecast? You don't have to answer these things, but if you don't have them, my suggestion would be to write down, must do cash flow forecast. Must talk to accountant and bookkeeper about profit forecast. One of the great joys of actually investing the time and money into a business plan and doing it really, really well is that when you do take it to a bank because leveraging other people's money is a good thing, come on, you guys are being extra quiet. You didn't even admit you're in the game. How's that that you're embarrassed that you're a finance broker? When you go to the bank and you've got a good quality business plan, what are the banks more likely to say? Yes. Yes, yes. Why? You're organized. You're organized, yeah. Banks like organization, they're a little anal. And you know where you're going. You know where you're going, Hayden? The reason they want a business plan is because you've got a plan to show you got a plan. Yep. So what's in it is sometimes more to say these guys know what, they, what they're doing. Yep, but what's the number one reason why a bank wants to see your business plan, your forecast and everything else? Because they're in the business of mm-hmm. making money. Now isn't it funny that the people who are likely to give us the money that we need in our businesses require us to do something that's going to show that we're capable of making money. Do I have to continue that sentence? I mean, really, they just don't do it because they're pencil-pushing rednecks. Some of them are. We know a couple who aren't, don't we, Grant? Not a lot. There's a couple. Right, but the reality is they want to do what? They want to reduce risk, financial risk. Would it not be a bad idea for you to be able to reduce or eliminate risk in your business because you knew where your money was, where it's been and where it's going? What are you going to do with it? When's the best time to do some tax planning, Mr McDonald? All the time. All the time. Why don't we just wait until 30 seconds before the 30th of June finishes? It's too late. It's too late. So these are open. When's the best time to sit down with your clients, please? Come on, Pete, tell me. All the time. All the time, right. So who here goes to see their accountants, their financial planners, their Book and their bookkeepers more than once every quarter or once a year. Put your hands up. And I will guarantee that most of you are financially literate. I'm always gobsmacked when I meet a new client, I was referred to one yesterday and he had completely mixed up his margin versus his markup. He was telling me that he was working on a 50% markup. What he was doing, and I'll just give you simple figures, is he bought a product for $10. I said, if you buy a product for $10, what does that mean you sell it for? He goes, $15, I said, excellent. So that gives me 100% margin. said, no, no, you've just marked it up 50% and that gives you how much margin? Around a third, right? Until he told me that he also included in that $15 GST. And he wondered why, Why his sales had gone through the roof. He was smashing his competitors, but he didn't have any money. He had lots of cash flow, but he didn't have any profit. I've seen a number of very profitable businesses with no cash flow go belly up. I've also seen a number of unprofitable businesses, but with awesome cash flow, continue to thrive. Wouldn't it be cool to have both? If you don't budget for both, if you're not forecasting for both, what are you going to get? You're going to get whatever you get because you've got no idea what you were supposed to get. Now I could crap on for hours about money because money's really cool. Money lets you do the things, invest in the things that you want to do. I'm very fortunate to sit on the board at Bridge Builders. If I don't make a fair and equitable profit in my businesses that, I don't know, most of you know is is we donate 10% of our net profits to Uh, to charities, of which one of the recipients is Bridge Builders. The percentage doesn't change. But where's the impetus in my business come from when I'm gonna be able to say, hey, we've got a girls retreat coming up. Ah, cool, which by the way we do in September, I believe. To be able to sponsor some girls to, to go on a girls retreat, to be involved in the boys to men program, to be involved in some of the other programs. You don't just do that with good, well wishes. Charities require money. Wouldn't it be nice to have enough to be able to share with somebody else? You won't do that unless you plan for it. And that's what all today is all about. Right, next point. One of the big questions, if you just flip over to the next page, there's a number of different things that are in there that get a little bit bewildering. You see people go, oh, hang on a second, what's the difference between an ABN and an ACN? That's the sort of thing my accountant takes care of, isn't it? GST, when can I be registered for GST? Some of you will know the answers to that, but the tax department loves to do something really strange, like change their mind all the freaking time. Has anybody ever had that, where you think, oh yeah, this is normal, and it's not. So, getting continual advice when you've got actually changes. The reason why I put it over there is domain names. Who here's got an email address? Keep your hand up if that email address is at gmail, at yahoo, at hotmail, at... Excellent. Anybody who's got one of those, it's not hard to register your business name and change it or your URL. You don't even need a website. But I've come to the realisation, Rowan uses a fantastic slogan which I love. A business with no sign is a sign of no business. Business is moving into both bricks and mortar and clicks and mortar. If you don't have an online presence now, get one. If your external presence isn't matching up with your online presence, fix it. Are you truly proud of how your business is being represented? I'm gobsmacked when I see, oh, well, I've got a website and it looks kind of crap and doesn't really work all that well, but hey, that's the face I'm using to the general public, to my potential clients, because what are we really saying to them? Yeah, I'm pretty crap, aren't I? (laughs) In fact, that's going to be part of my new unique selling proposition. Uh, My customer service really sucks because when you click on my contact me form, it goes nowhere. If you click on that email address, it doesn't exist anymore. And uh, in fact, when you do do something, my entire website crashes, so it's not going to help anyway there are a number of things that you need to look at with the branding of your business. Mel Jack, I'm gonna and pick you out for a minute. Mel Jack runs a fantastic personal training studio. 12 months time, talk to me about how I'm gonna look, okay? But the reality is, one of the things I love when I see Mel's business, her branding is exquisite. It's consistent. Doesn't matter whether you meet her face to face, you see the inside of the building, the outside of the building, Flyers, newsletters, website, it's all congruent isn't it? No Yeah, if you get a chance have a look at it. What else has she done to build her branding? She's developed a whole host of free content. And that has to be part of what we're looking at. Isn't it funny, why would you give all these personal training tips away for free Mel? Aren't you just giving away the gold? I know you can speak up louder than that because I've heard you. <laughs> come on, John! Correct. More to come. And it's done in a consistent way. It is congruent from one end of the business to the other end of the business. It also shows her to be the expert. Yes. The and that's what people want. Yes. So part of your plan needs to be the expert. How do I need to do that? How do I need to be congruent in my business? Jared, here's an interesting question. How many times do you see letterhead? Do you see a business card and do you see someone's email signature and they don't look anything the same? Every day. Every day. Every day. And then the vehicle signage, which might've been put on by Sonorama Oakley, small plug for you there, Ro, doesn't match up. Why? Because you haven't got your branding part of it. This all has to be part of your planning. So people often ask me, what do I need to plan for in my business plan? The answer is really simple, everything. The hard question is, what do I need to plan now?